Are you ready? Yeah, I'm. Be- <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Fuck. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Crime City, Colorado. I'm Cami. I'm Kylie. I'm the mother. I'm the daughter. Kylie, did you do any Black Friday shopping? Yes, yes, I did. Are you done Christmas shopping? I haven't started. Same. <laughs> oh no, that's a lie. There's two things right here under this what robe. A- that's your robe. My robe? Yeah, your purple one. Huh. And they're hidden there because I have nowhere else to hide them. And that's... So I've gotten two items. I have one gift purchased. I need to get my ass in gear and oh, get on Amazon. Fuck, dude. But, you know, I'm poor. So. Come with me. Why are you singing Willy Wonka? I don't know. And you'll see in a world of your imagination. Anyways. Yeah. That's the orig- the OG Willy Wonka. That's not even the, the new one with Johnny Depp. The new one's not the one with Johnny Depp anymore. Oh, they made another one? Yeah, it's called oh, Wonka. Shit. I need to get up with It guys. sucks. I haven't seen it, but Johnny Depp's not in it, so that's what I stand by. I stand by my boy. <laughs> my homie, John. As you all know, we are a blue family, and we are saddened that there was an officer killed in the line of duty this week in Cortez, Colorado. Used to me. I already know the answer, but Kylie, do you know where that is? Cortez, Colorado? Not a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that was going to be your answer. It is near the Four Corners area in Montezuma County. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to know it's fucking basically on the end of our fucking state. It is. It's essentially Utah. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, on Tuesday, November 28th, Sergeant Michael Moran attempted to pull over a car when someone inside the vehicle opened fire. She's trying to pull somebody over right now. And um, they opened fire, hit the officer, and then took off. Sergeant Moran was transported to the hospital. Officers did locate the vehicle. Two suspects inside the vehicle were also located. Officers and the suspects got into a gunfight. One suspect was killed. Fuck that guy. And the other was taken into custody. And Sergeant Moran died at the hospital. Hmm. Not sure why you're laughing at that. I'm not. I'm sorry. There was a funny post on the, our Instagram page. <laughs> um... um Sergeant Moran was 46 years old, spent most almost a decade in the Marines, where he did two tours in Iraq prior to joining the Cortez Police Department in 2012. 2016, he became a canine officer. Hell yeah. Had a dog named Otto until Otto retired in 2020. He leaves behind two daughters. I refuse to name the suspects because they do not deserve to be named. Fuck them. It's I a hope, simple Google search. <laughs> I hope the one who died rots in hell and the other one who was arrested rots in prison. So my our hearts go out to the, the Cortez Police Department. Mm-hmm. So what was funny on our Instagram? It was just a post. Um, let me I see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Stupid ass. God. Oh, by the way, you're not special anymore. Why? Zoe also, Zoe also followed me on Instagram. Okay. So you're not special? I'm special because we went to the same school. I went to Pomona. Yeah, 87 years ago. Pomona wasn't even a thing in 80, 87 Sorry. years ago. Sorry. 84. Anyways, <laughs> it says, where were you between, it's a judge and a guy, a plaintiff or whatever. A defendant? Whatever. <laughs> it says, where were you between four and six? Kindergarten motherfucker. <laughs> Sent me. Yeah, I guess. Uh, that's good. That's good. Anyway. Dumbass. It was funny. Okay. Funny. Ha ha. Do you guys want to know what today's argument has been in this house? Oh my God. Don't even get me fucking started. My daughter is convinced that toucans are not real. They are not fucking real. Nobody can convince me that they are fucking real. If you look at fucking videos, you're going to tell me that beak looks fucking natural? 
Are you fucking? First of all, it's bigger than its body. For uh-huh. one, for two, it looks fucking plastic. And it goes clap clap clap, and it's hollow. Okay, <laughs> so nobody can tell me they're fucking real because all birds work for the bourgeoisie. I don't even know what the bourgeoisie. Me neither, but I know it's the government. So is that like the Illuminati? Let me see. Oh God, what did I start here? Spelt it so wrong. <laughs> Not surprised. Toucan Sam, he's real. Follow your nose to where it always goes. Fruit Loops. Shut up. He's not real either. He's a fucking cartoon. I have fed toucans. Bourgeoisie means the social class of people who own means of production, making them an upper or merchant class. Hence, all employers are bourgeoisie. The birds work for the bourgeoisie means the birds are like spies for the boss or the employer. Now, I'm going to play a clip of where I got that from. It's old TikTok. All of the birds died in 1986 due to Reagan killing them and replacing them with spies that are now watching us. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. Don't. And all I'm saying is that nobody can fucking convince me that fucking toucans are real. Because one popped up on my For You page last night and I'm looking at it I'm like, that thing's fucking fake. And all the comments in the video said that they were fake. So I'm not the That's only That's your boy Ronald. My homie Ron. And so... <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't fucking... They're not real. Okay. See, this is our argument today. Fuck! The things we argue about in this house. Actually kind of (laughs) fucking stupid. (laughs) You think? And I read the text messages between you and your sister. (laughs) I texted her last night at like 12 o'clock and she goes, I was like, two hands are not real. And then she's like, I don't know what that means this morning. And I was like, they're not real. She's like, I still don't know what that means. What do you mean? What does it mean? I'm saying they are not... They do not exist in this time. Yeah, yellow. They were made, kind of like like the Indominus Rex, you know. Yeah, that one was not real. That was That's a... kind of the same thing with the fucking toucans. Yep, they right. made that shit. It's not <laughs> it's real. <a> hybrid. <laughs> fucking hybrid. <laughs> fucking stupid. So I forgot all about this case that we're going to talk about today. Turn your phone off. I did. And I was driving around the other day and was reminded of it out of the blue, and I was like, "Oh shit, Angie Zapata." Common spelling? Yeah. (laughs) Z-A-P-A-T-A. Yup. Was born August 5th of 1989 in Brighton, Colorado. At Platte Platte Valley Medical Center. I've been to this hospital. Hey, my son goes there. Sometimes. I hate that fan. Yeah, it's not not great. Not a fan. Not a fan. She was born to her meth. Meth. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Same. Her mother. Her mother was not on meth ever. (laughs) Becky Savata. And there was never any mention of her father. She had four sisters and one brother. <laughs> they lived in Fort Lupton, Colorado, which is a small town just north of Brighton. Angie was assigned male at birth. Growing up, she was very feminine and was attracted to boys. When Angie was in middle school, she told her family and very close friends about her gender identity being female and not male. This is when she adopted the name Angie. Friends say she chose that name because she loved how it sounded when she said Angelica. All right. Sure. <laughs> she would present as female when she was at home with family, but would still present at, as male while out in public. Angie attended Fort Lupton Middle School. And after school, she would go to her trusted friend's house and would change from her boy clothes into her girl clothes. People in Fort Lupton started to talk, especially when, when Angie started to grow out her thick black hair. 
When Angie turned 16, she stopped presenting as male altogether. And she was now presenting only as Angie. One friend of hers said that Angie's makeup was the shit. She made the comment, you are a boy, I am a girl, and your makeup, you can do makeup better than my ass. And when you look at photos of Angie, this is pretty valid. I mean, I can barely do my own makeup and she could do it like, like Kylie does. I can't do my makeup. Her family was very supportive of her. And really the only thing that was a struggle was Angie's mom worried about Angie's safety, which is valid. Especially after what happened to Matthew Shepard in 1998. Kylie, you ever heard of him? Who? Matthew Shepard. Sounds like Derek Shepard, but no. He's a neurosurgeon at Graceland Memorial Hospital. Actually, he's dead. He is very much dead. So, well, his was. Quick synopsis of Matthew Shepard. He was a young gay man living in Wyoming and was like the sweetest kid. He went out to a bar one night in 1998. Kyla was not born yet. Thanks. <laughs> and met some guys who were straight. They did not like the fact that Matthew was gay. They took him to the middle of nowhere and pistol whipped him and tortured this poor kid. They tied him to a split rail fence, left him to die. He was found the next morning, and he was beaten so badly they thought he was a scarecrow and not a person. He was that unrecognizable. He was still alive. They flew him to a hospital here in Fort Collins, uh, where he would die six days later from massive head trauma. <clears throat> this case received worldwide attention. It was believed his sexual orientation was the motive for the crime, and it was. Yes, people who were responsible were arrested and convicted, and may they rot in hell. That's a quick synopsis of Matthew Shepard. I mean, there's a lot more into it, but that's the quick. So Angie's mom had every reason to be fearful of for Angie's safety. In 2008, Colorado saw 121 incidents of violence committed against the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community, according to the Colorado Anti-Violence Program. Also, the discrimination towards the Hispanic community had been inflamed when a meatpacking plant was raided by federal officials concerning immigration. So it's understandable that her mom would be concerned about her daughter's safety. Angie was bullied in school and often felt lonely. She transferred from Fort Lupton High School to Brighton Collegiate High School, which was a charter school. This was to try and get away from the teasing and the bullying. But even at the new school, she was getting harassed and still getting into fights and had to defend herself. So she made the decision to drop out of high school and get her an apartment in Greeley. <sighs> One thing about Angie, Angie, God, Angie, Angie. One thing about Angie, she looked and sounded female. She was very meticulous about her appearance. She loved to get all dolled up and go out dancing. Now that she was living her true identity, she was not being bullied in school, was able to really spend time and energy doing makeup and going out. She was super excited about her future. She really enjoyed going to Tracks, which is a gay nightclub in Denver. I've been to this nightclub. And as a straight cisgendered female, I will tell you that club is a lot of fun. And we went there with Michelle and Stephanie. Good times. Okay. Now, Angie really wanted to move to Denver to work as a cosmetologist and become a professional drag queen. She was also looking for love, as most people are at her age. Unfortunately, she started hanging around with some shitty people and started doing drugs and had even mentioned making extra money as a prostitute to make extra money. Angie enrolled in Artistic Beauty College in Thornton with her friend, but Angie was told that while at school, she would not be able to come as Angie. She would have to come dressed as a male with no makeup on, would have to be called by 
her male name and would have to have her hair pulled back. Angie was hurt, and she said she'd do it because she really wanted to go to school. But she never did go back to school. I'm sure it was because of that. Now, today that would not happen. Get sued. Angie would be able to school. Yeah, Angie would be able to attend school as Angie. So Angie started working for good times as a manager and also babysitting her sister's three kids. She told her homies that when the youngest kid, who was three at the time, was old enough to go to school, she would try to attend cosmetology school again. She really wanted to save her money to have gender reassignment surgery. She even went to a doctor in Denver and learned about the counseling that goes into the process along with hormone therapy. But the cost was way too high for her or her family to be able to afford. I've never heard of this, but as far as dating goes, Angie used websites to find men. One of them was Moco Space. You ever heard of that? (laughs) Everyone who had been around her when she talks to men have heard her tell them up front that she is a trans female. Angie had not had any surgeries. She had not had breast implants. And she still had male genitalia. Now, this will be important later. Remember that. Angie met a man on Moco Space named Alan Andronde, who was a 32-year-old unemployed man from Thornton. After exchanging phone numbers, they exchanged over 700 text messages and decided, let's meet up. Angie told her friends that she was meeting an older man. Remember, she's 18. He's 32. And he was going to come stay with her for a few days. Angie borrowed her mom's car on July 15th, 2008. And went to pick up Mr. Wonderful. They spent three days together. During that time, Alan went with Angie to a court hearing for a traffic ticket that she had received. Now, Kylie, what happens when they go to court and they call your name? Go up. Well, what name do they call you? Your government legal name. Your government legal name. So the court called her by her birth name. Again, remember this for later. July 17th. Two of Angie's sisters came to Angie's house to check on her when Angie did not show up to watch the kids. When they walked in, they found her under a blanket covered in blood. Angie's face was swollen and smashed in. Immediately call 911. When the police and paramedics arrived, they determined Angie was beyond help and Angie was pronounced deceased. What they found on scene was not as important as what was not found on scene. There was no murder weapon located. Angie's car was missing as was her purse, keys, and cell phone. A bolo, be on the lookout, <laughs> for her car was immediately put out. Wealth County Coroner conducted the autopsy <clears throat> and determined that blunt force trauma to the head was the cause of death. Angie's forehead was concaved. Ew. And bashed in. Oh, 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 oh. You know how hard you'd have to hit to get it in there? Yeah. Yeah. And the manner of death was? Homicide. Homicide. Hate crime. Was a hate crime. There, there was material found in Angie's. Shut the fuck up! No, there was not. There was. There was not. There was. There was semen. There was semen. Dried up, probably dried up semen, and if not, it's a wet semen. It's not fucking material, and I will. It's just as bad as two cans. (laughs) God. There was material found in Angie's panties. Now remember, Angie has a fully functioning penis. So when they completed DNA test and material. In her panties came back as being her own semen. Oh. No other DNA was located on her body. From the crime scene, they located a 
pink vibrator. The pink vibrator had a lot of DNA on it. Not material, but DNA. The DNA was not Angie's. Now, there was so much DNA on this vibrator that it was determined that it would have had to come from a DNA-rich source, such as blood, semen, or vaginal secretions. But none of those substances were ever found on the vibrator, meaning this DNA more than likely came from the anus. (coughs) The DNA belonged to Alan Andrande. Thirteen days after the murder, Alan was arrested in Thornton, driving Angie's car. Her purse and keys were found in his possession. Hmm. Her phone was not. When Alan was questioned, he admitted to the murder, but stated it wasn't premeditated. (laughs) Okay. Because that makes it better. Yeah. Congrats. He actually said, I believe I killed it. Referring to Angie as an it. He told police that he had no idea that Angie was trans. And that she had told him that she was female. They had spent three days together and she refused to allow him to touch her. She performed oral sex on him, but again, would not allow him to touch her. On the 17th, Alan had been apparently left alone in the apartment when Angie ran out for something. Alan was looking at photos in her apartment and was starting to question Angie's true gender. When Angie returned to the apartment, Alan asked if she was a man and Angie reportedly replied, I'm all woman. Alan said he then grabbed her crotch, felt a penis, and lost it. All right, guys, this is going to be a little graphic. He started punching her in the head. She fell to the ground. When Angie was on the ground, Alan continued to hit her, and then he went and grabbed a fire extinguisher and hit her over the head several times, which would explain the concaved head. When he thought she was dead, he covered her with a blanket and started to clean up. He then said Angie started making gurgling noises and tried to sit up. He went back over to her and hit her again repeatedly with the fire extinguisher until she was, he was sure she was dead. He then took her car and left. Clearly, he was arrested for first-degree murder. Bias-motivated crime, which is a sentence enhancer, was placed on that charge, meaning hate crime, aggravated motor vehicle theft, and identity theft. Give you one guess on what he pled. Not guilty. Not guilty. It wasn't premeditated. It doesn't count. The judge would throw out part of his confession as at one point during the interrogation, Alan said, I'm done talking now, meaning he was exercising his right to remain silent. The detective did not stop the interrogation as he should have and kept going. So unfortunately, only part of his interrogation was admissible in court. Dude, you had one job, Mr. Detective. So the defense wanted him to get second-degree murder and was fighting for the lesser charge. Prosecutors filed the bitch. Kylie, do you know what that is? No. It's for habitual criminals. People who have been convicted of three prior felonies from separate cases within 10 years can have what is called the bitch filed on them. This will ensure that they will spend the rest of their life in prison. Some states call it the three strikes rule. Three felonies and you spend the rest of your life in prison. Um, if they file the habitual crime on you, that is. If they don't, then you know, don't worry about it. Alan had spent time in prison for already for six previous felonies. Because they were all nonviolent. But bitch still, him. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Filed the bitch. They could have already filed the bitch on him for that. So Alan says he didn't know Angie was trans. But let's look at that. First, he would be the first person that she hid that from. Angie has brought boyfriends home to meet the family. She, and, you know, they were all aware she was trans. 
She's spoken to new dudes on the phone and every single time has told them she was trans. Second, Angie is a teenager. She is 18 years old with raging hormones. Alan spent three days with her in her apartment where things obviously happened in a sexual manner. Yeah, because how did her own semen get into her panties? Her panties. Her mentor, Kitty, who is also a trans woman, testified that there's no way Angie did not get a hard-on the entire time they were together. Mm-hmm. He would have noticed. Mm-hmm. Then there's the court date that Alan went to with Angie. When they called her name, they called her by her legal name, which is not Angie. It's Justin. Mm-hmm. So, come on, dude. Um, then there's a vibrator that was used on Alan. It only had his DNA on it, not Angie's. He said he, Angie performed oral sex on him the morning of yeah, she was murdered, but no evidence of that was found during autopsy. Liar. Uh, the prosecution referred to Angie as her preferred name and pronoun, while the defense chose to use the given name and called Angie him, he during the entire trial, while questioning any family or friends of Angie's and any time he would use Angie's given name, they'd be like, no, it's Angie. And he would ignore them because he was just being a douche. But he was trying to push the scenario that she tricked Alan into saying she was a female. Alan had been trolling a bisexual chat room while on Moco space before meeting Angie. Prosecutors believe he was bisexual, but he is part of a gang that is strongly homophobic. Mm-hmm. He is I'll a do it. Yeah, he's allegedly part of the Sereno 13 gang. You ever heard of it? Nope. Uh, it's a Hispanic gang. Um, they're typically in prisons, but uh, he's been part of it since about 2000. While he was awaiting trial and was in the Weld County Jail, he was part of two separate gang-related fights that added more charges for him. It is theorized that Alan was part of these fights to somehow get in the, get in the good graces with ranking members of the gang. Oh, wow. If any of the gang members knew that he had been sexual with a trans female, he could have been killed. One of the gang rules is no homosexuals. Period. I think, my own personal opinion, he was bisexual. Um, he had spent time with Angie knowing she was trans, and he wanted a clean break, and she wanted more, and he didn't. My own personal opinion. I could be wrong. Then there was the car. He drove it all over the place. He told his girlfriend that he had bought it. You know, the unemployed piece of shit with a felony record bought this car. Yeah, they should totally buy that bullshit. He also gave his girlfriend some of Angie's purses. Here's the best part, Kylie. He took photos and videos of himself inside the car. Some were of him groping his girlfriend's breasts. Others were of him masturbating inside the car. Classy. Mm -hmm. While in jail, he called the girlfriend and she flat asked him, what were you fucking thinking driving that car? Okay, red flag. Not how could you kill someone, you piece of shit. But you're really worried about the fucking car. Alan tells her, well, I just wanted to face it. Basically, he said he was trying to get caught. Really? Then you would have told somebody what happened. You'd have turned yourself in. You would not have been videoing yourself masturbating in the car of the person you just beat to death with a fire extinguisher. You fucking idiot. He was also recorded on a phone call to his girlfriend while in jail, telling her that gay things must die. I hate this man so much. You want to guess how long it took the jury to come back with a guilty verdict? Mm. Two hours. 
I mean, that's like fast. Took them less than two hours to come back with a guilty verdict on all charges. Allen was sentenced to life in prison without parole and an additional 60 years for the habitual criminal charge. So the, the bitch. He's serving his time at the Lyman Correctional Facility out near Kansas. So he has a lovely view of flatlands and dirt. <laughs> Angie was buried at Hillside Cemetery in Fort Lupton. A novel written in 2011, The Butterfly and the Flame by Dana DeYoung, was dedicated in part to Angie's memory. I hope I don't mess this band's name up. The band Ozo Motley references Angie in their song Gay Vatos in Love um, on their 2010 album Fire Away. I listened to the song. It's actually it's a pretty good song. It's actually not bad. Uh, this was a quite a big case for Colorado is it was the first time a crime against someone from the LGBTQ plus community was murdered and the suspect was charged and convicted of a hate crime. So that was a big win for them. So that is the case of Angie Zapata and fuck Alan. And I hope he rots in hell. You're going to have a, I kind of, I have an update on one of our stupid criminals. How about time? You got something for us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys remember when I was talking about Passenger 8, Ruby Frank? She's a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And she got caught. Yes. Yeah. Basically abusing her kids. Yes. So the update I have is, A, Kevin Frank, her husband. Um, I don't really know his involvement of if he is being charged with anything as of right now. He should be. He should be, because you should know what's going on inside your home. But he has filed for divorce. About fucking time. Yeah. Um, She's still in jail, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she is. Um, I do know that when her last court date, I couldn't find the article, but her last court date, she said that she had to do what she had to do because her youngest child hurts other children. And so that's why they did what they did. And I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, okay, if he's such a problem child, take him to the doctor, figure out what's going on. Right. It's a very simple fix. That means he needs to see a therapist or counseling or whatever. Yeah. And um, I lost my fucking thing that I was on. Okay. Um, she has not been charged yet, um, unfortunately. She's still sitting in jail, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have a no bail. No bond. Okay. Same thing. Um, Kevin filed a petition for divorce, which is sealed under Utah law. Also filed was a domestic relations injunction, oh, which orders both Ruby and Kevin not to harass each other or disparage one another in front of their children, according to the court document. Oh, can't talk shit about each other. Ooh, well, that's kind of hard when one's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> that would be recorded. <laughs> She is held without bail by the Washington County Sheriff's Office. So that's new information. But yeah, she's basically putting the blame on her kids and not her because, you know. Nothing's her fault. Nothing is her fault. So I'm going to, like, keep looking and seeing if anything new comes up because I'm, like, invested in her. I guess her, it's not her. Like her partner, not like love partner. But no, but like her, like her, it was her business partner. Business partner also got charged too because they were in the same house. And I'm like, mm, valid. Yeah. Which it doesn't give you much um, update on that one. That's because I don't think there's, 
there's not as much uh, interest in her as mm-hmm. there is the mom. But I do know that she's putting the blame on Ruby Frank. She, yeah. And I'm she's like, like, I had nothing to do with it. Jesus Christ, guys. Like, you all are to blame. Yes. Sorry. You know, even if you knew about it and didn't say anything. Yeah. Guilty by association. Mm-hmm. Stupid asses. You got a song for us? I do, to get us in the Christmas spirit. You better watch yourself. Remember, I buy your Christmas presents. Okay. You know which one not to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't like simply having Christmas time. It's a banger, dude. I hate that damn song. Oh, Jenny and I were talking about you this week. I'm just Jenny on the block. Uh, Well, first she said she didn't like you. Yeah, I don't think she said that. <laughs> uh, we were talking about how you don't know geography, but she said she will give you props for being in labor for like, or being pushing for nine hours straight. I was pushing for four. I thought you were pushing for nine. No, I was in labor for 38 hours. I was pushing for four, and then they realized there was a problem, even though I tried to tell them that there was a problem. My bad, Jenny. Four hours. Still a long time. She's going to retract her statement of you being a badass. I'm still a badass, because four hours with nothing happening is pretty rough. Y'all ready? Yep. Wait, not here. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Is that Frank? Oh, what fun it is to ride. It's my homie Frank. Jingle bells, 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 bells. Oh, Jesus. Oh, now I have a headache. Oh, now we have a headache. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> That's a banger, dude. I could sing. I could do the new Grinch song. No, I know. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Any Hoosiers? Hmm? Any Hoosiers? Any Hoosiers? All right, yo. Well, if you need us, you know our Instagram is Crime City Colorado. Same as our Facebook, and our Gmail is Crime City Colorado. Gmail.com. Holla. Word to your mother. Word to your mother, brother fucker. That is Word. from some movie I can't remember. Uh, that's my boy. That's my boy. That's my Come boy. on. Adam Sandler, bro. And Vanilla Ice. Hmm. All right. Well, y'all have a great week. We'll see you at Next some week. point. We'll see you this week. Bye. Bye.